If you have a story you would like to hear featured on this podcast, please go to AsTheRavenDreams.com and click the button to submit your story. Also, if the platform you're listening on has the option to rate this podcast, please consider doing so. And thank you. I submitted a minor glitch story earlier, but this one is somewhat different. I'm not quite sure if this qualifies as a glitch, or as some other kind of paranormal event. I can't quite categorize it, but it happened a little over ten years ago, and it still confounds my wife and I to this day. So, when my first son was about a year old, he was a relatively disciplined but light sleeper. He'd dutifully take his naps and go down at his designated bedtime, but you had to be careful not to wake him up, as he was not a heavy sleeper. My wife and I had just finished watching NFL Sunday Night Football, so we were up pretty late, about 11.45 EST, and we were getting settled into bed. We checked on our son, brushed our teeth, and prepped for bed as we do every single night. Lights out, and we were both eyes closed and somewhere along the journey of falling to sleep. Out of nowhere, with no build-up or warning, a loud, piercing, high-pitched sound erupted all around us. It was very much like what you would consider an alarm tone, but it was not like what our CO2 monitors or our smoke detectors sound like. Those alarms are even more high-pitched, and they pulse, like beep, 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 obnoxiously. This manifested as one loud, steady, completely unwavering tone. My first instinct was confused disbelief. My eyes bugged wide open, but my body didn't move. I waited to see if my wife would react, but she did not. As I shot straight up, though, she immediately followed suit. Do you hear that? What the hell is that? I asked. I have no idea, she responded. My first reaction was to go across the hall and check on my son. Strangely, he was completely asleep and unfazed by this loud noise. A little panicked, I began to run around the house desperately looking for anything dangerous that may be causing this. Fire, etc., and also trying to locate the source. I ran around the house like an idiot for several minutes, and I never found anything. The smoke detectors were inert on every floor. We have a first floor, second floor, and a finished basement, as were our CO2 detectors. And as I said, we know that they don't make that kind of sound anyways. We don't own a burglar alarm or anything of that sort. After a few minutes... The sound stopped as suddenly as it began. As my wife and I tried to gather our wits and make sense of what had just happened, an odd thing occurred to me. I went into every room on every floor of the house, trying to figure out what the heck was happening. As I did so, the tone, volume, and other characteristics of the sounds were constant. They never faded, muffled, or grew depending on where I was. It was like the sound was just omnipresent, and had no specific source. Now, 
I have tinnitus, and this is not like that. I definitely know the difference between an internal ringing in my ears and this. Also, my wife experienced this as well, so it definitely was not in my head. Also strange was that my young son never stirred in his sleep. That incident would have been weird enough, but it wasn't the end of the story. The same thing happened again about three months later. This time, my wife and I were again in our bedroom, up late, but this time watching TV with the lights on in our room. Our son was again asleep across the hall. The noise hit again, this time around 1.30am. We are night owls, and we were up late watching a movie on a weekend. Having experienced this once already, I was... I guess you could say more prepared for it this time. I immediately got up and first, of course, checked on my son, who was once again dead asleep and somehow unfazed by this loud tone surrounding us. I went quickly around the house, more aware and less panicked this time, trying more to investigate and observe than do a safety check. As before, the sound was omnipresent. I can't think of another way to describe it, in every room on every floor. There was no discernible source or location, it was just everywhere equally. This time I opened up the hatch to our attic crawl space, and I used a flashlight to look around up there, thinking perhaps the sound was coming from there, or that maybe there was some kind of device left behind from the previous owner causing this. I found nothing but I noted that the sound was as equally present up there as it was in our basement, and everywhere in between. It was just everywhere. It also occurred to me this time to listen outside, and, you guessed it, the sound was present outside my house as well. Again, with no obvious source or direction. Just after checking outside, after about five total minutes... The sound abruptly stopped, just as it had last time. A little concerned now, I actually called the local police. I live in a small New Hampshire town, and my house is set a hundred yards off of the road, and you can't see any neighboring homes from our yard. But we do live on a dead-end street with about eight other homes in our neighborhood. The officer shows up, and we tell him what happened, I told him we were concerned that maybe a neighbor's house alarm had tripped or something, despite the fact that the nature of this sound would make that unlikely, or impossible to have that as a source, especially given that this was late winter and all of our windows were closed. The officer was polite, but indicated that he'd had no other calls or complaints, and no indication that any local alarms had been tripped or anything else of the sort. He said that he would go up and down the local neighborhoods a couple of times to be sure that nothing was off, which I knew was polite intelligent, but not going to produce any answers. We never heard the sound again. I asked neighbors if they had heard anything, and nobody had an answer. We knew the previous and only other owners of the house, and they indicated that they had no alarm systems or anything like that that we wouldn't know about. It was ten or so years ago, and we never heard this sound again, and we still have no rational explanation for its source or its meaning. 
It wasn't a huge disruptive incident, but it completely defies any attempt to explain what happened. If anyone has any information or thoughts on this, please let me know. For some people, this may seem a bit weird, but this is my first career-level position, so I'm really trying to make a good impression, and make it obvious that I really want this job. The company that I work for is fairly laid back, but I have a bit of a different mentality. I want to be an ideal employee, and I want to be seen as someone that is trying really hard. I know that this is probably a fruitless effort, but I don't care. I'm doing what I can. Obviously, I'm a bit obsessive with things, and as such, I have a very strict morning routine. I wake up at 5.30, I get a shower in, and I get everything done and ready for the day, and then I'm out of the house by 6.05 to 6.10. Leaving at these times gets me to the office by 6.40 at the latest, which puts me at 20 minutes early for the start of my 7am shift. This gives me time to get my station set up, get coffee, and get everything going in the mornings. I've worked there for about two months, and I have been at the office at this time every single day for the entire time that I've worked there, so it has absolutely become a habit. That leads to the day that the glitch happened. It was about two weeks ago as of the time of me writing this. On this morning, I actually woke up around 5.15 because I kept having some really weird nightmares, which was fine by me. Waking up early meant that I had even more time to get my day started. I get out of bed, get a quick shower in, and I do all of the things that I need to before I leave. By the time I finish up, I look over at my cell phone and it's only 6am on the dot. I figure that I've done everything I could at that point at home, so I get out and head to work. But this is where things get weird. I got in my car and the clock on my dashboard said 6.02am. I pull out of the driveway and up to the stop sign at the end of my road, and then turn on the main road towards my office. As soon as I turn onto the main road, my phone starts ringing. I see that my boss is calling me, so I answer. I ask him what's up, and he responds with, Is everything okay? Are you coming in? I was kind of confused, as I was actually leaving earlier than normal. So I said, Yeah, I'm on my way now. What's going on? He then responds with, Okay. I was just making sure. We were about to start the morning huddle, and you're usually here by now, and we hadn't heard from you yet. It was at this point that I looked back at the clock in my car, 7.15am. I apologize to my manager, and I tell him that I must have lost track of time this morning and that I would be there in five minutes. He says it's fine and to just get there safely. We hang up and I just kind of stared at the clock while I drove, trying to figure out how exactly that happened. There was no way that I was wrong about the time that I woke up. I was up early, 
I had actually turned off my alarm after I'd woken up because I didn't want it going off while I was in the shower. I got out and got finished, and I was absolutely without a shadow of a doubt on the road by 6.02. I saw those numbers on my phone and the clock in my car. I had only been driving for a couple of minutes by the time that he called, but somehow, an hour and 13 minutes had passed. I have no idea what happened in this time. I didn't feel like I passed out, nothing really changed around me, and I didn't feel weird. It's just that the time vanished. To the best of my knowledge, I don't have anything medically wrong with me, so I cannot make any sense of it. It's just one of those crazy and terrifying things that happened, and thankfully it only happened once because I don't want to be late again. Okay, so this isn't anything earth-shattering or particularly significant. It's actually just kind of a quirky thing that happened that most would think of as completely insignificant, but it really did happen, and there really is absolutely no rational explanation for it that I can figure. It's a true story and not something I made up to be entertaining, but it's an odd and, I guess, somewhat playful glitch. So, I decided to meet my sister for breakfast on Friday. I was off, and as she works in the car business, Friday is her regularly scheduled off day. We're both in our 40s, parents of young kids, and reasonably professional, pragmatic people. We live about 45 minutes from each other, so we decided to meet at a Midway restaurant that is about 30 minutes from my house. I live in a pretty rural town in New Hampshire, that's about 30 minutes from anywhere, but you get used to that pretty quickly. These details may seem unimportant now, but they actually factor into the story. Anyways, it was an average weather morning for January. There was some light precipitation, alternating mist and very light snow, and some breeze. My journey to the restaurant consists of about 15 minutes of winding back roads, 10 minutes of main roads, and a quick 5-minute run on the highway where you basically just travel to the next exits about a mile and a half away. I arrived at the restaurant first and was sat in a window seat overlooking the parking lot. I could see my vehicle, and I could see my sister pull in and park across from my truck. She came in, and we spent almost two hours catching up, talking about family, all the usual stuff you would do with an adult sibling. After we finished eating and paid our bill, we decided that we had stayed long enough and that it was time to head out and get on with the rest of our day. We walked the short distance to my truck, but we were still chatting away, and the weather had improved while we had been eating, so we stopped at the tail of my truck to continue talking for a while. I was leaning against the tailgate, and we were just about to wrap it up, when my sister noticed something strange resting on top of my bumper, right below the tailgate, and just above where the license plate is generally mounted. She pointed and said, Hey, what's that? I looked and there was a small, thin, triangular shape. It was a light gray with a dark gray top. Huh, it looks like a Lego, I said. 
I reached down and picked it up, and sure enough, it was a little light gray Lego with a darker gray Lego piece attached to it. What's really odd is that it was the same color and style of Lego that my young son was using to assemble a Lego Star Wars vehicle that he had gotten for Christmas. At first, I didn't think much of it. I did think it was strange that there would be a tiny Lego in the dead center of my bumper on a Friday morning, but whatever. We said our goodbyes, I pocketed the Lego, and headed home. On the ride home, I thought about how odd it was to have found this thing on my bumper. It really made no sense. If it was a random thing on the ground, why would someone pick it up and place it so carefully on my bumper? It was so small, less than an inch square, it likely wouldn't even have been noticed. And, even if they had, I likely, but not for certain, would have noticed someone messing around near the back of my truck, as we were sitting right next to the window. Alternatively, if it had somehow found its way there back at my house, there is no way that it would have survived a 30-minute drive down windy, bumpy New Hampshire backroads and stayed there as I drove 60 miles per hour down the highway. These Legos barely weigh as much as a sheet of loose paper. It would have more than likely not have even survived the trip down my 100-yard-long dirt driveway, let alone the entire journey to the restaurant. When my sons came home from school, I showed my 8-year-old the piece that I had found and asked him if he recognized it, and if it went to his Star Wars vehicle as I remember helping him sort the parts out weeks ago, and the vehicle had many pieces of the same color and style. He said, Yes, yes, I think so. Further intrigued, I asked him to go get his now fully assembled vehicle from his bedroom. He and his older brother went off and returned with the vehicle. They showed me an area on top of the vehicle where this piece belonged. On the left side opposite its complementary piece, which went on the right side of the vehicle, which was already there and properly attached. So, this Lego indeed came from my house, and was part of this particular build. Even stranger, my son told me that when he was building this Lego after Christmas, he had dropped this piece on the floor. He had gotten down from the bar stool that he was sitting on and looked for it, but it was completely gone. He couldn't find it, and my older son confirmed that he was enlisted to help look for it, and neither of them could find it. But it was clearly missing, and the incomplete build was proof of that. It was more of an aesthetic piece than something essential to the build. So, as I said, this isn't necessarily a candidate for a blockbuster Twilight Zone episode or anything but there is absolutely no rational way for this to have happened. The Lego piece had inexplicably disappeared at my house, unknown to me at the time, by the way, and somehow, strangely reappeared two towns away, perfectly placed, and centered on my truck's rear bumper, where I just happened to be lingering around talking to my sister, where it could be noticed. 99 times out of 100... I never would have noticed it, because I would have gone directly to the driver's side door and just driven home without inspecting my bumper. So, that makes it even more odd. 
I have a glitch that happened to me the other day that I cannot seem to get over. I know that sounds dumb, but it's eating at me, and I'm personally struggling to move past it because it makes no sense, and I don't understand how or what exactly happened. I don't want to drag this on too long, so I'll get right to it with very little in ways of context here. The only things that I think you need to know are that I'm 17, I live with my parents, and I do not have my phone charger near my bed. I know that to some people, that may sound weird, but I've been trying to peel myself away from my phone a bit since being a teenager in modern times has me a bit attached to my screen, and I read that a good way to do this is to have a place to charge your phone that is away from where you can reach it. So, because of this, I have my charger on my dresser, which is over by my door, and on the opposite end of my room from my bed. If I need to use my phone for whatever reason while it's charging, I have to get up, walk around six full steps to my door, and use it over at the dresser. It's actually done a good job at getting me to use my phone less, if anyone cares. Anyways, the other day I was in my room doing my homework when my dad knocked and came into my room. I asked him what was up, and he asked me if I had seen his text that he had sent me. He commonly sends me messages with quick questions if he's feeling too lazy to come upstairs and ask me. I said that I hadn't seen them, because I was nose down and I grabbed my phone from where it was sitting on my nightstand. I opened the text and read it. It was just him asking me what I wanted for dinner, and he also sent me some silly meme gif. I chuckled at the meme, and then told him that I was open to whatever he and mom were going to make, that I didn't want anything specific. He stood there at my door and we chatted about a few things. He asked me about my homework, I mentioned that it was for my economics class, and that it was pretty easy, but I was just really focused. He asked me about other things with school, and we just had a bit of a quick chat, nothing too crazy. As he was about to leave the room, I started to hear the sound of my phone vibrating like I was getting a phone call. I looked down at my bed where I thought I had tossed it, but I couldn't find it. My dad then looks over at my dresser and makes a snide comment about how it was my boyfriend. He then picks up my phone from my dresser, unplugs it, and walks it over to hand it to me. He said that he'll let me know when dinner was ready, and then he left. I just held my phone and tried to figure out how it ended up plugged in and on my dresser. It made no sense. I had looked at it when my dad entered the room to see the meme and to respond to his question. Yet, when my boyfriend called, it was over on my dresser and somehow plugged in. Also, I was the only one between the two of us that realized that something was off. When I mentioned it to my dad... He kind of just shook his head and said that he thought it was on the dresser the whole time. I mentioned that I had read his text, and I had replied to it while he was up there. He says that he actually asked me the question when he walked in, and that he didn't recall me ever having my phone. It was really weird. I swear I had looked at the text and the meme, because I knew what the picture was. 
I remembered what it all was, but I had somehow not seen it prior to when he handed me my own phone. It was like my phone teleported to the dresser, but also reset the timeline to make it that it was always over there. I really don't know what happened, but I'm very open to interpretation from your listeners because it was freaky. This happened about a year ago. I was going hiking by myself in a local area. It wasn't difficult, and I had been there before, just not on this path. Even though it was easy, I took too long and had to turn around instead of finishing the loop to beat sunset. Emphasis on it being a loop. The path was marked with bright trail paint, and I followed it back to the trailhead. There were just a few random branches of trail that connected the loop to itself, but I recognized all of them, as they had large map boards, and I never once felt like I could be lost. The sun started to set, though, and I still wasn't back to where the trail began. I was worried that I had somehow missed the opening, a giant sign-slash-opening in the trees, and ended up on the other side of the loop so I turned around and walked a short distance back. After walking a tiny way back, I stumbled upon an opening, as I described. Very large break in the trees, huge map sign. I felt incredibly discombobulated that I could miss it, but I was just glad to be out. However, my car wasn't there. This is a tiny nature park area in a city where there is one entrance to the loop that is just a break in the trees. The trailhead is just between 10 yards of our playground slash green space, from a parking lot of four parking spaces and then a road. I was freaking out thinking that my car had gotten stolen, to the point that I almost called the police. My phone had no service though. I started walking on the actual road in this area out of deep confusion slash fear of it becoming night. I double checked the trailhead to see if it was the same, or if I got off path. Again, I couldn't find any evidence that I was somewhere new or on a different trail. I continued walking down this road and I passed a small line of trees that showed an exact replica of the parking lot that I had just walked from, except my car was actually there. Of course, I was just relieved and feeling stupid, so I went home. To visualize what I saw when I walked, imagine the road is a B-shape with the two curves being the parking lots, the middle line being trees, and the first line being the road. Something felt weird all night though, so I drove back in the daylight the next day, and there was only one parking lot. There was only one trailhead. I completely walked the trail this time, the whole loop, and I couldn't find any other trailhead or playground. I drove the entire road and around the nature park, and there's not a single park similar to where I was. It should be noted that this was a very clean and well-marked loop for beginners. I looked at a map of all the trails, and none of them were close enough to this loop for me to even stumble upon them, and that's pretending there are two trailheads to find. I don't even believe the Matrix theory, but I really felt like a character walking through a game that's glitching and making copies of buildings. I'm not spiritual either, 
but even my religious friends that I've told have made conspiracies that some higher power was protecting me by getting me out of the woods. About a year ago, I received a very odd phone call. For a little context, back in early March of 2021, I was desperately looking for a job. I must have applied to at least 80 different places, many of which got back to me. In April of 2021, I got a job at Walmart working as a cashier. A few weeks after that, I had worked and my shift was supposed to end at 11pm. However, for personal reasons, I ended up leaving work at around 6pm. But to leave early, I had to check in with my manager. While waiting to speak with my manager, I heard her ask one of my colleagues to go to the staff room for a staff meeting. On the way home from work, around 6.30pm, I received a phone call from a random number. I answered it, and the guy on the other end told me his name and the company that he worked for. He'd called regarding an available job opportunity and asked me if I was still interested. I asked, quite puzzled, whether we had chatted recently, and what he told me next scared the hell out of me. He said that we had chatted over the phone an hour ago. When I told him that isn't possible since I'm not allowed to have my phone on me while working, he proceeded to read aloud my name and number. I asked him if he'd made some sort of mistake, and he said that when he spoke to me earlier, he confirmed my name and number with me as well. He told me that when we chatted earlier, I told him to call me back after 6pm because I was in a meeting. This caught me off guard, since I had just missed a staff meeting as mentioned above. I then explained to him that I work as a cashier at Walmart, and even if we did chat an hour ago, I would not have him call me back at 6pm since I was supposed to still be at work, and had ended up leaving early for an emergency. I also told him that I actually had just missed a staff meeting by chance as well. At this point, we were both just kind of shocked, and we kept going back and forth about how strange and weird this was. He was 100% certain that this was not a mistake on his end, and that we chatted for sure. He even went so far as telling me that my voice is the exact same voice that he spoke with earlier. After five straight minutes of complete shock and utter confusion, it ended off on a nice note with him thanking me for my time and me wishing him a good weekend. I checked later on that night whether or not I had actually applied to the company he worked for, and it turns out I did apply. Every now and then, I think about how eerie this whole situation was. I know for a fact that I did not speak to that man, and he knows for a fact that he definitely spoke to me. In regards to phone records, my dad pays the entire family's phone bill and has all the records. If you guys are referring to my recent log in my phone, this happened over a year ago, and I must have cleared my recent calls a million times since then. Also... When I told him that he had made some sort of mistake, after reading aloud my name and phone number, he also said that I was one of the only people he needed to contact on that particular day, and specifically, the only female. The glitch happens at the end of this story, 
but the build-up to it was quite strange, so bear with me, please. This happened just before Christmas of 2019, and I guess it popped in my mind recently due to it being the Christmas season. So, in December of 2019, I was traveling by train back to my hometown. When I arrived at the train platform, I started walking towards the ticket machines. As I approached, there was an attendant standing by the machines. As soon as he turned and saw me, he loudly said to me, Well, finally, you're here. I've been waiting 30 years for you to show up. I thought that was a very weird thing to say, especially since I was only 21 at the time. At a guess, the attendant was in his 50s. The way he said it, it was a very happy and sincere, not sarcastic or even in a joking tone. Unfortunately, I was very shy and awkward, so I didn't ask what he meant. I wish now that I had. Then, he asked if he could help me with anything. So, I asked him to help me buy a ticket, as I had never used the ticket machines before. As I was buying the ticket, he kept making really intense eye contact, and looking at my face as if he recognized me, and was trying to figure out if I was who he thought I was. I had only moved to the area three months before, and I have no family there, so he couldn't have mistaken me for an older relative of mine. I had definitely never seen him before, and it was my first time taking the train. Throughout the interaction, he asked me, Are you going on another business trip? Again, I was confused because I was clearly a 20-year-old student, not a businesswoman. I feel I should say that he wasn't creepy at all and definitely wasn't hitting on me. He was well-spoken, clearly not intoxicated. So, here's the glitch. After I bought my ticket, he picked up my suitcase and walked me to the train, which was very kind of him. I stepped into the train, he placed my suitcase next to me, I turned to thank him, and he was gone. It was like, as soon as he let go of my suitcase, he vanished into thin air. There was practically no one else around, so he didn't disappear into a crowd or anything. I glanced all around, and I couldn't see him anywhere. He definitely did not get on the train with me, and he wasn't anywhere on the platform. If he had run off, I would have heard his footsteps, and it wasn't enough time for him to disappear from sight, even if he was running. The whole situation felt so strange. Not paranormal, exactly, but surreal. Maybe I should mention that, even though I was in university... I have never been drunk or tried drugs, and I wasn't sleep-deprived. I say this because there wasn't any easy explanation such as me imagining him disappearing or anything. Any theories on what it could have been? He seemed to recognize me and think that I was someone from his past. So, maybe it was some kind of time slip? I don't know, but thanks for reading. I have a short but incredibly weird glitch that happened to me and my roommate that we genuinely cannot explain. It's not the craziest glitch in the world, but it's one of those things that, after it happened, we both just kind of looked at each other like we were crazy. This happened about a month ago, back near the end of the year. 
it was the week between Christmas and New Year's. My roommate and I both work retail jobs at different companies, and on this particular night, we were both exhausted. It was my first day off since Black Friday, and he had been working 10 hours a day for the last two weeks. It was around 5.30 in the evening, and we were talking about what we wanted to do for dinner. Because we'd both been working a lot, we thankfully had a bit of money saved up. So, we decided that, on that night, we weren't going to make dinner. We were going to order pizza. We're both guys in our mid-twenties, so to say that we can each wolf down a full pizza, it's an understatement. We sat there and kind of debated what to get, when I had the brilliant idea of how about we each get a whole pizza for ourselves? Like, a whole large pizza. It was one of those ideas that was so obvious that I was feeling like a literal genius for saying it. So, that's what we decided to do. I wanted a Hawaiian, don't judge me, and he wanted an all-the-meats kind of pizza. We then also decided that we would get a large order of their cheese sticks, and I put in the order, paid for the whole thing, and we waited. The delivery guy showed up, and we excitedly grabbed our food and took it to the kitchen. And around here is where the glitch occurred. The delivery driver gave us two large pizza boxes and a medium box, one for each pizza, and then I guessed that they used a medium box for the cheese sticks because they are pretty big. My roommate dropped the boxes on the counter and opened the medium box. Cheese sticks, check, as expected. He then opened the first pizza box, and it was my large Hawaiian pizza. We both saw it, He saw the pineapple and said, ew, jokingly. I confirmed that it was mine and it was correct, so I closed it, grabbed the box, and I took it to the living room. He grabbed the last box without opening it and followed me in. When he sat down and opened it, he let out a disappointed grunt and a couple expletives or two, and I asked him what was wrong. He mentions that they messed up the order and that they gave us two Hawaiians instead of a Hawaiian and his all-meat pizza. I knew that that was going to be an issue, since, obviously, my roommate cannot stand pineapple on pizza, which I get. I set my box on the coffee table and looked over, and sure enough, it was a Hawaiian. I told him that I would go ahead and call them to see if they could send the correct pizza. I get up, grab my phone, and start to dial the number. I start explaining to the person at the store that there was a mistake with our order when my roommate tells me to hold on. I glance over at where he's standing at the coffee table, and he motions towards my box, the first box that we opened and verified was a Hawaiian. Sure enough, it's now a meat lover pizza. He reopens his box, and it's the Hawaiian. I apologize to the person at the pizza place, and I tell them that we must have made a mistake and that everything was there and perfect, and hung up. It wasn't until I hung up that it occurred to me that this was impossible. He opened the first box. We both saw the Hawaiian pizza, pineapple, and ham. I grabbed it to take it to the living room. He had first opened his box when we sat down, 
and it was also a Hawaiian. We both saw two pizzas with ham and pineapple, but somehow the pizza I had grabbed was now his all-meat pizza. It's not like you can mistake a Hawaiian, again, just ham and pineapple, with a pizza covered in sausage, hamburger, and pepperoni. They look nothing alike. We kind of just stared at each other like, how the hell did that happen? But after a while, decided that it was what it was. And we dug into our dinner. I don't get it. I don't know how the pizza changed. But I assume that it was just a situation where the Matrix rendered the wrong pizza the first time and corrected it when we weren't looking. So, I guess, thanks to the Matrix for fixing our pizza problems... I know that this will sound fake, but this happened to me back in September of 2019. Before the strange day, I had a massive headache. I usually walked to my house from school every day with my friend, buying the same drink every day in the same store every day. Eventually, the next day, I woke up, and although everything seems normal, it doesn't. I can feel that something is wrong. Everything was wrong. Not knowing what it is, I just walked to school. School was different every day since that day. Everyone seems to be friendly with me, know who I am, but I've never talked to them or did anything to be popular. I ignored them. I also realized that since that day, time is much quicker. An hour feels like minutes, not the other way around. When school ended... I was waiting for my friends to walk home, but here's the twist. My friend was different. Usually he talks to me while walking, but that day he was wearing headphones, listening to a band that I've never heard of. He was laughing at me because I didn't know the band, which I never knew. I just ignored him and kept walking to the store. When we were at the store, I grabbed the drink that both me and my friend usually drink. I was confused when my friend grabbed another drink. I asked him, Are you alright? He laughed and asked what was wrong with me, and he claimed that he has always drunk that drink since the first day that we met. I freaked out. I ran home, and since that day, everything has been like this. What happens to me? I've posted in here a few times and got some great feedback. I wanted to share this with you all and get your take on it. This happened when I was living in Turkey with my family. Father was a government contractor there with his company. We had a two-story, three-bedroom house out at what we called The Point. All kinds of weird crap happened there, but this slash these incidents are one of the clearest in my mind. Since it was just me and my parents living there at the time, we never used the spare room. In fact, it was full of junk that my mom might need and can't live without. The rest of the unused stuff, I swear my mom was one step away from being a hoarder, went down in the garage that was under the house. The only way into the garage was through a large door that you had to pull up from the outside. 
We hadn't opened it since we moved in back in January of that year. Two incidents took place with this room that are crystal clear in my mind. The first was my dad's ball cap. He wore those ones, like the John Deere caps, with the ventilation on the top and the rest as fabric. He had been in the spare room moving stuff around, looking for something mom needed and couldn't live without. I was in there helping him. I remember he took off the cap to be able to see under a desk that was piled with crap all around it. He set it on top of the bookshelf in there. We found what she was looking for and we left the room. A couple of days later, my dad was looking for his cap. I recalled him leaving it in the spare room. I go in there to look, and it's not there. Huh? I go downstairs to let him know that, nope, I was mistaken. We look around, can't find it. Finally, he gives up and grabs a different one. But it's not his favorite one. A few weeks later, he has to go down to the garage and get the Christmas stuff out. I'm there with him, because I'm the youngest, and I got all the crap jobs. I'm standing there as he opens the garage door, and I literally yelled out, What the hell? Sitting there, on top of the front boxes that had been there since we moved in, was my father's cap. Now, the first thing I asked after getting the look from healing obscenities was if he had been down there recently. Adamant, no. No one had been in there since we moved in. But somehow, his cap had gone from the spare room to the garage all by itself. Now, if it had been a one-time thing, I would have dismissed it. But this happened several times, always with things just placed for a short time in that spare room. New set of curtains that just arrived but not to be put up yet found in the garage. Dog bed put in the spare room for spring cleaning, disappeared but shows up in the garage a couple of days later. There were other things too that did this once they entered that room. What the heck? I have a young cat who's really smart and really naughty. She's allowed outside during the day, but she's also afraid of birds, so she prefers that if me or my partner are outside with her. However, she really wants to be out at night, and she knows that she's not allowed. She used to try to bolt if the door was opened for even a second, but we wised up to her and now she tries to be stealthy. It doesn't work on me, because I've got her number, but my partner can be oblivious sometimes and she'll take the opportunity to slip out. I like to read, smoke, and drink on the back deck at night, and there's a huge glass panel door that she can jealously watch me through. Sometimes she stays by the door the entire time, especially when the moths are out, but sometimes she gets bored and goes to her spot on the couch. And now, for story time. One night, I'm out reading and drinking, and I hear a soft thump on the deck. I look up, and there she is, that little rat. I start scolding her for being out at night, assuming that my partner accidentally let her out. And she ignores me, doing her usual routine of standing up on her haunches and smelling this particular spot on the wall. It's an unusual posture, and it looks really funny and distinctive. 
As I'm still scolding her, she meanders under the table just out of my reach. I look under, but she seems to have disappeared into the shadows. I know that she'll eventually want to come back in, so I don't pursue her. That just makes her stay away. So I get up to go in and refill my drink and berate my partner. And what do I see? She's in her spot on the couch, completely passed out asleep. I start yelling for my partner, and she wakes up slightly, looking at me through drowsy eyes. I saw her outside less than two minutes ago, and my partner said that they hadn't gone out at all recently. I wondered if there was a cat who looked like her, but she's so distinct down to her extra hangy primordial pouch and silly little quirks. And clearly the cat outside knew me and was comfortable enough with me. We also don't have many strays around here because we border the wilderness and they can't survive. I know all of my neighbor's cats, and they definitely don't look or act like mine. Was she astral projecting? Was I seeing into the future or the past? Or does my cat have a doppelganger? Growing up, I've always had small things happen that are hard to explain. My family kind of decided that it's a ghost of a family member or something like that, but after reading more about glitches in the Matrix, that sounds completely like what has been happening. My most recent was just over a month and a half ago, and it's definitely the most memorable. I have a little bin in my house that I keep things like my wallet, keys, stuff for work, etc., I pass the bin multiple times every day, as it's on a desk in the kitchen. One night, as I was getting ready for bed, I noticed my wallet wasn't in the bin, so I figured I had left it in my pocket when I changed. I ran to go grab it so I would have it ready when I left for work the next day. It wasn't in my pocket. I decided to retrace my steps that I had taken all day. No sign of the wallet. I proceeded to tear the house apart for about two hours, until I decided that I was probably just overtired and that it would show up in the morning. In the morning, I mentioned to my mom that I didn't know where my wallet was, and I asked for help looking for it. She was already asleep at the time that I noticed it was missing that night. We tore the house apart again, emptying out every shelf and drawer in the house, we had been out Christmas shopping the day before, and I couldn't remember the last place that I had my wallet. So, we called every store that we had stopped at. Nobody had turned it in. So, I called and cancelled my credit cards, and had to go to the BMV and get a new license. Around two weeks later, I had gotten all of my replacement cards and a new license. I had basically forgotten about the missing wallet at that point, the day after my last replacement item came in, my mom woke me up early and asked where I found my wallet. I asked her what she was talking about and told her that I hadn't. My old wallet, with everything still in it, was sitting right behind my bin. We had searched the bin, dumped everything out of it, cleared off the desk completely, yet it was right there. 
exactly where it was supposed to be. I had also been grabbing things out of this bin every day, as, like I said, I kept my keys, wallet, and work stuff in it. I know this isn't the craziest glitch, but situations like this have been happening to my family semi-regularly as long as I can remember. Does the Matrix just like messing with us? Does the programmer working on my family just get lazy sometimes and forgets to program items back in it for a while? If anyone knows why things like this happen so often, I would love an explanation. And thank you for listening to my weird experience. This happened about two years ago, but it's still in my mind a lot, so I decided to make a post about it. I understand if you don't believe me. I wouldn't believe this if it didn't happen to me either. I was spending a day with my friend in a city. I had to go to the toilet, but because of COVID, I couldn't go anywhere. Luckily, there was this ice cream store that said I could use theirs if I bought a cone. It was at the end of the store and I had to use the stairs, the girl behind the counter said. So, I walked to the end of the store. There was a part that was sort of an indoor garden. I saw a spiral staircase that I thought went to the toilet. Instead of the toilet, I ended up being in a Chinese restaurant, which was pretty weird and unexpected, but still, no toilet. I saw a door to my right and figured that's where the toilet had to be. It ended up being a stairwell where the stairs that go back to the ground floor were closed off with traffic cones and tape. So, the only way to go was up. Because my bladder was almost bursting and I was kind of curious where I was going, I took a chance and walked up the stairs. When I opened the door, I ended up in the middle of a kitchen. Which was weird. Who has a stairwell in the middle of a kitchen? Everyone was running around and no one really noticed me, so I went back to the stairwell and went another floor up. That's when I noticed how many floors there were. It felt really weird to me because the building was hella old, and it couldn't have had more than three floors. But I was on the fourth floor, and I kind of felt like something was off at that moment. I opened the door and this floor was really creepy. There was writing on the walls in a language that I've never seen before. It kind of looked like hieroglyphics, but smoother. There were two doors with symbols on them, one male and one female, I presumed. But I couldn't figure out which was which since I didn't understand these symbols. I needed to go really bad, so I just took a chance and picked a door. When I opened it, I felt really weird because it was just an empty room. No sink, no mirror, just a room leading to another door. I remember thinking what a waste of space it was, and why the hell had someone designed it like that? The next door led to a room with a sink and a mirror, and another door which finally led to a toilet. As I sat down and reviewed my entire journey to the toilet, it didn't make any sense at all to me. I had been walking around in an old medium-sized ice cream shop for about 10 minutes looking for their toilet. How is that even possible? One possibility is that I ended up in an entirely different building, 
But how did I switch buildings so easily? I never tried to open a locked door or anything, and the buildings definitely weren't this high when I saw them from the outside. I kind of started to freak out, so I texted my friend that was waiting for me at the entrance of the store. When I was done, I opened the door and ended up in the sink room again. When I opened the door of that room, my heart dropped. I ended up in the hallway again. The empty room that I walked in through was just gone. I really started to hurry back because it felt like I was going insane. One floor down, back through the kitchen, another floor down through the Chinese restaurant which was really busy. I looked around for a while and was getting even more confused. There was a balcony with people having dinner on the side where the street was supposed to be. I never saw a balcony there before, and I've been to this city many times so I was really stunned. I walked towards the balcony to check it out, and it got worse. Instead of the street, I saw a lake with grass and trees and such, and people walking around. In this particular city, there is nothing like that anywhere near this building. I was really stressed out at this point, so I wanted to go back to the ice cream store. I went down the spiral staircase, which led me back to where my journey first began. I told my friend about this experience immediately, and he believed me because I was really distressed. The weirdest thing is, though, I had texted him two minutes before I got back from the toilet. It had taken me longer to walk all the way back, and I had been gone for about six minutes in total. The timing was way off compared to what I actually experienced. After this... I told more people about my experience in this particular store, and I talked to one guy that actually works in the store. He said the toilet was actually in the basement and not up, and that there's no way that there were more than three floors. There was only one floor up as a venue that you can hire, connected to the ice cream store, and one attic which was used as a storage room. So, I don't know what the hell happened and it still haunts me to this day. The setting for this, the mid-1990s, on a rural road in South Mississippi. It was springtime, just a few months before we were to graduate high school and leave everything we ever knew behind. My best friend's dad owned a used car dealership, the previous week, he had gotten a small, sporty Mazda convertible. His dad liked to give his new cars a week or so of running around to make sure he wasn't selling any lemons, so he gave us the keys, and he sent us off to give it a test drive around the rural back roads of the Pine Belt, with a heartfelt promise from both of us that we would be safe and definitely not speed or drive irresponsibly a promise we kept to the next intersection before zooming out of sight. We'd been driving around for about an hour before coming to this one section of two-lane highway that ran through a floodplain for a small, muddy water creek. The road was on an embankment, so it wouldn't flood every time that it rained, so there were steep 15-foot-high drop-offs on either side of the road so there's no pulling over to the side of the road if you were to break down on this section of roadway. The stretch that we were on was straight, 
but had a small hill that crested at about the halfway mark of this half mile or so of asphalt. We'd been enjoying our freedom and broken promises to his dad, and this particular moment was no different. We quickly ran up to a car that was very likely going the speed limit, but they were driving way too slow for us in that little Mazda. My friend and I looked at each other with a grin. He downshifted and gave it plenty of gas, eager to leave the slower car in our dust. As we crested a hill, a blur of metal appeared in our lane barreling towards us at an alarming speed. We weren't even 100 feet from the other car coming straight at us. I distinctly remember the driver in that car bracing himself, his eyes wide, knowing that his options for avoiding collisions were zero to none. My best friend and I yelled, oh no, in unison as I squeezed my eyes shut, bracing for the inevitable collision. There is no way that we could have missed that car. I saw the driver's eyes. He was so close. Impact was inevitable. Except, the sickening explosion of metal crunching against metal at high speed never came. I opened my eyes and looked to my left. I saw my friend's arm nonchalantly resting on the door, his mouth open as he sang along to the gin blossoms follow you down. It was a beautiful day. The roof down, the radio blaring, not a car in sight, not even the one that we attempted to pass. I blinked a few times, looked again to make sure I was believing what I was seeing, not wanting to hear my friend gloat about how awesome of a driver he is, I didn't ask him how we avoided the other car. He didn't even seem phased about it. I'm a skeptical man, but that incident was one of two things in my life that I simply cannot explain. In our 30s, when we happened to find ourselves in the same town one evening, we met up for beers. Between asking about our careers and family, I brought up the incident again. Remember the time that your dad gave us the Mazda to drive around, and how we almost hit that car? He thought about it for a second, and I saw the blood drain from his face. Holy hell, he said. I remember that. What the hell happened? I told him that I didn't know, but I had hoped that he would have filled in the blanks. I felt an ice-cold chill run up my spine. This past year, he brought his family to my town for a vacation. They came to my house for dinner, and I wanted to tell our wives the story and have him tell his side of it all. This time, my friend seemed to have no recollection of it, as if his mind had been completely erased of the experience. Even when I reminded him of our previous conversations about it, he looked at me with a blank stare as if he had never heard the story before. And so, the mystery of that near accident on the back roads of Mississippi remains unsolved. A strange and inexplicable memory that haunts me to this day. A mystery that seems to get stranger as the years go on. So that was this week's collection of Glitch in the Matrix stories on the As the Raven Dreams podcast. I hope you enjoyed this collection of glitchy goodness. If you did and would like to listen to more of this, you can always check out the other episodes of the podcast. 
or support the channel further by actually going to my YouTube channel and checking out my videos. Just go to YouTube and search As The Raven Dreams. You can also go to AsTheRavenDreams.com for lots of other good stuff. Ways to get early access, read stories that I've written, submit your own story, and things like that. All that said, friends, thank you very much for listening. I do hope to see you in two weeks on the next Glitch in the Matrix episode. But until then, sleep well.